Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. So, we are in a uh, series called Moving Forward. Moving Forward. Moving Forward. God wants us to move forward. I'm excited about this series. I'm excited about some new things that the Lord is going to do in our life. But he's saying that we, we need to move forward. No matter the, the season, no matter the circumstance, we ought to move forward. And the Lord gave me this scripture for this series, this anchor scripture. Philippians, very familiar scripture, Philippians 3.13. It says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehend." But the one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. We have to get this in our spirit. We have to make this a part of our lives. We have to make this a part of our life. He, he says, reach for those things are ahead. This, this scripture is, is the act of faith. It's saying, it's saying to to you, you're saying to the Lord that I believe what's in front of me is better than what's behind me. What's in front of me is better than what's me. That means God has much more for me right now. I believe that what's in front of me is much better than what's behind me. Lord, uh, I'm telling you, this is a word over this church this morning. God is saying, Calvary Life, what's in front of you is better than what's behind you. I just need a few people to just kind of stand on that scripture. It was just like, I know life's been tough. But the Lord said, what's in front of you is better than what's behind you. So you ought to move forward. I need you to move forward in order to receive what God's trying to give you. You just got to get up. Sometimes it's just one step. One step in moving forward. It's just like no matter the circumstances, no matter how I feel, I can't go by how I feel. All I know, what's what's in front of me is better than what's behind me. The Lord is saying to someone, stop reliving your glory days. Stop reliving your glory days. Some people just like, oh, man, I remember I used to do this and this and that. Those were the days. No, the Lord is saying what's in front of you is better than what's behind you. He's saying that more glory is coming. More glory is coming. And some, for some people, for others, stop regretting what you didn't accomplish. Stop regretting the, the mistakes that you've made. He's saying what's in front of you is better than what's behind you. Can I preach this morning? Are you going to join me? Say what's in front of me is better than what's behind me. You have to let your enemy know that no matter what I'm going through right now, you cannot have me because better days are coming. You have to let the enemy know what's in front of me is better than what's behind me. So you can try to bring up all of my mistakes, all of my past, all you want to, but what's in front of me is better than what's behind me. You see, because my God would never bring up my past. He said, it's finished. He said, it's finished. 
So he took my past and he went like this. I will remember it, remember it no more. So the enemy could continue to bring up your past, but you don't have to respond. Or you can respond this way. What's in front of me is better than what's behind me. Well, somebody need to come with me this morning. So we're going to talk, discuss why we're going to discuss what the reasons why Saul cannot move forward. But David did. But David did. So the life of David was really interesting. He had a lot of highs and, and lows, right? Those lows was really low. And the highs were really high, right? It's like, so he was a, a, a shepherd boy that, that became king. But David had to, to deal with a lot of stuff, right? Um, you know, he started from the bottom and he um, got to the top. But the one thing we can take away from David's life, no matter what season, no matter what the failures were, no matter what the success were, he always pursued God. That means he was always in his presence. God says he's a man after my own heart. So no matter what season he was in, he always pursued God. That means he didn't take a day off. Say what you want about David. He made some horrible mistakes, right? But the Lord still says he was a man after my own heart. You can't get a better compliment than that. So David knew that what was in front of him was better than what was behind him. Right? So David was after God's own heart. But he had to deal with a lot. Let's be honest. He had to deal with a lot. See, Goliath may have been the biggest giant David fought. But Saul was his greatest enemy he had to confront in order to, to move into the next season of his life. See, because Saul was trying to block David from becoming king. So he had to, so David had to overcome Saul. God didn't allow David to kill him. God said for him to overcome. See, when things come into our lives, we just want to kill it. Kill it. Get it away from me. Get rid of it. We want to get rid of it. But Lord is saying to us right now, some things you need to overcome. By overcoming it, it makes you stronger. But if God keeps getting rid of things that come into your life, you will never get any stronger. You will just look for manna every day, right? You'll be, mal be a malnourished Christian because you don't know how to fight. God's saying that God never allowed David to kill Saul. He said you had to overcome. So that means you will have a testimony, so, so Saul was blocking David from becoming king. So do you have a Saul in your life that's blocking you for being the person that God called you to be? Is there something in your life God is challenging you to overcome? See, when you overcome something, 
right? It can still be in your existence, but you can resist it because you already overcome it. Is this something that God's calling you to overcome? Is there a saw in your life that God wants you to overcome? Is this something that God is, uh, wants you, you to change? Is he challenging you to change? Forgive those who, need, who you need to forgive. Okay, let's talk about it again. How long are you going to hold on to those people? How long are you going to imprison those people? Moving forward is about letting some things go. You got to let those people go. See, your unforgiveness doesn't have babies now. And like my wife said last week, now you're nursing it. Yeah, your unforgiveness doesn't have babies. So what about the people you're hurting because you didn't forgive the ones that, you, that needed your forgiveness? So, so now your unforgiveness has babies. Every season that you walk into, right, you start having the, uh, unforgiveness babies. Right? You just start having babies, Right? More babies after more babies, because you keep, and you keep nursing it, right? Now you have a you know a house full of unforgiveness babies, right? A house full of them don't know how to take care of them. Nobody tell you go out there and have them babies. Stop having them babies. Start forgiving the people that you need to forgive. God did not give you permission to have those babies, huh? Young, equally yoked. Because God's saying that you need to forgive 70 times 70. Have you started? Have you forgiven one person? Stop having them babies. You know how to take care of them. Somebody talk about it. So at this point of David's life, he was coming into his own as a leader, right? Um, I mean, uh, everyone loved him. I mean, Saul had to keep him, like Saul didn't allow David to go back home. He killed Goliath and all that. So David had this whole, he was so popular. So, so he was coming into his own, um, uh, you know, as, as a leader. And, you know, so everyone really, really loved him. So, we, uh, so mind you that uh, Samuel had just prayed and uh, prophesied uh, that, that David will, will be king. And he anointed him as king. So this was the season that David was getting fitted for the crown. Yeah. So the prophecy usually comes before the promotion. So if you're looking for a promotion at your job, make sure you are promotable. So that means you need to walk in it before you actually get crowned. Are you coming with me? So you got to be promotable. Amen. So, so, so David was really coming into his own. And so, so Saul and David went out uh, to, to battle the Philistines. And they came back to a hype party. There were women 
singing and dancing and, and um, playing with so many musical instruments. They would, had a tambourine. They, was like, they were like, yeah, Saul slain a thousand and David slain 10,000. I don't know how the song went, but we could just come on, join me. Come on. Saul slain. Come on. Help me out. Saul slain a thousand. David slain 10,000. Come on. Come on. Saul slain a thousand. David slain 10,000. Come on again. Saul slain a thousand. David slaying 10,000. So, so it was a hype party going on. It was a victory chant. And Saul was upset, man. He was furious. He was just like, what? They're ascribed. They're like, what? they like worshiping or they like celebrating David's victories. What about me? What more does he want? The kingdom? Saul was furious. Do you know that? The enemy does not like when you win. He doesn't like when you win. He doesn't like when you win and praise God for it. He gets upset. He gets upset. The enemy, enemy doesn't care if you go to church. He actually bring you to church. He don't care if you go to church and, and say hi to people and have, you know, fellowship with people and sing a couple of worship songs, right? But when your behavior starts to reflect your freedom, now he has a problem. Now he has a problem. Now, so now your worship actually means something. So the enemy doesn't like when we win. When we start believing, we believing that we're no longer a slave to sin. We're no longer a slave to depression or oppression or to poverty. The enemy now has a problem with you. When, you, when your, your belief starts reflecting what the word says, the enemy now has a problem with you because now the power of God is manifesting in you. So you know he knows that the enemy, the enemy knows that he will lose. He will lose because now the word is in you and now it's going to manifest through you. So the enemy hates, enemy hates a song of worship, a praise of worship. Amen? That's why worship is so powerful. Amen? So what were the reasons why Saul was unable to move forward? And we must be aware if they are prevalent in our lives. Are you ready? So the first one is Saul was rejected. He was rejected. See, Saul used to serve God. The, the word says that the spirit of God departed from Saul. What is that saying to us? God was using him like he was a powerful man. But the word of God departed from him. See, Saul started to serve himself instead of God. 1 Samuel 15, 26, it says, But Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with you, for you have rejected the word of 
the Lord. And the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. King over Israel. Here's a quick note. The word of God gives you life and strength and blessings. See, God doesn't have to tell you that he has rejected you. If the word of God is not in you, you won't have what the word says you have. So the Lord doesn't have to come down and, and says, I have rejected you, king over Keller. You know, he says, no. If, you're not, if you are not reading the word, believing in the word, you won't have what the word says you can have. See, some people serve God out of their rejection. Acts 7.51 says, you stiff-necked and circum- uncircumcised in your hearts and in, in hearts and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, so do you. So here's Stephen upset with the people. Uh, they were rejecting God. Um, they were, they were uh, playing lip service to God, were still worshiping him, but they actually rejected him in, the, in their hearts, right? So Because all, all they cared about was their own name, right? See, sometimes we want what we want, but we don't want what God wants. So, and, and, we, re- and we reject him. So we don't, we don't actually say that we reject God, it's but, we, but sometimes we want what we want, and we're not concerned of what he wants. Have you ever taken a moment and asked God, God, what do you want? Like, what do you want from me? What do you want me to say? What do you want from my neighbor? What, what do you want? What do you want for this world? What do you want for my neighborhood? What do you want? And sometimes we bring our prayers to God, and if we don't see if we don't, if we, he doesn't answer the, us the way that we want him to answer, we reject him. I remember working with this client in Connecticut, and um, he was nonverbal. So he had a lot, a lot of hand gestures and, and things like that. So he loved markers, right? He loved markers, all t- um, only, but only a certain kind of marker. Right, and so I remember a time that he was trying to ask for a marker. So he already had markers there, but he wanted a certain kind of marker. And so we went to find him a marker. We could not find the one that he wanted. And so, any t- so it, so we tried to hand him the markers that we found. He went like this every time, went like this, and he opened up the other hand to see what was in there, and he smacked the other hand. And we tried to hand him another marker. He smacked that. He looked at the other hand. He would, he would, he would smack that hand down. And then he, he had a fit because he didn't get what he wanted. I believe that's what we do to God. Right? I believe that God's handing us something we need, something for our destiny, something for our future. And we go, we open up his other hand. Now, So we reject what God is trying to give us because we want what we want. I know that's a challenge for us all, right? But God's trying to give us the best for us. Is anybody with me this morning? 
See, it's hard to move forward when you make the rejections of yesterday the vocal point of today. Because you just lay in a rejection. So when people, I know for some people, I get it, might have been rejected by uh, parents or a, a lover, a companion. Um, but when you make that those rejections a vocal point for today, it's hard to move on. It's it's hard just to have a conversation with. It's hard to actually make friends. You know, when some people say, as you get older, it's really hard to to make friends. You have to ask yourself why. <laughs> if we have the Holy Spirit in us, that alone should be attracted. Right? So if God, if God is in us, that means we become new all the time. So those old ways should pass away. Right? So that way we become new. So you, it's not just at salvation. It's every day. Every day the old things should pass and we should wake up new. So, so the reason why we can't make friends as we get older, because maybe, just possibly, we reject them. Maybe because of our feelings of rejection. See, when you allow rejections of our past to dictate every move, it's hard to move forward. It's hard to move forward. Here's here's a word of encouragement. Sometimes, so here's a word of encouragement. All rejections don't mean we aren't good enough. It means the other person or circumstance failed to align with what you have to offer. Isn't that a great word? I'll say it again. All rejections don't mean we aren't good enough. It means the other person or circumstance fell to align with what you have to offer. So if someone rejected you in the, in the past, they just, it just didn't line up for what you have to offer. So that's an encouragement for, for someone. Amen? If you've been rejected in your life by someone, it doesn't matter. See, because what's in front of you is better than what's behind you. Amen? So that means they, they just rejected what you have to offer. But what you have to offer is really good. You are amazing. So if they rejected you, it is their loss. Or maybe they have feelings of rejection. Because if you have feelings of rejection, you will reject others. But you are a child of God. So that means your father would never reject you. We have that going for ourselves. He knows what's best for you. We need to practice receiving from God. Receiving from him, receiving his word, receiving his blessings, receiving his presence, right? And then we become new. And then we're able to, to have new friends and, and new opportunities. Is someone with me this morning? So here's the second thing. Here was the second reason why Saul could not move forward. It's a little warm in here. I don't, I don't know if you, anyone else is warm. I don't know. Maybe it's the Holy Spirit. It's about to, yeah, we're about to take off right now. Yeah. So the second thing, the second reason why Saul cannot move forward 
was jealousy. He was jealous of David. Come on, we have to talk about it, right? We have to talk about it. He said, so I love it, or sometimes I, I hate it when God brings some awareness, right? So it's like we want to move forward, right? We want God to bless us. He says, okay, here's the barrier. It may be for someone where it was for Saul, it was jealousy. He was jealous of David. In verse 10, in our main text, 1 Samuel 18, it says, And it happened on the, on the next day, the distressing spirit from the Lord came upon him, and he prophesied inside the house. So David played the mu uh, music with his hand and asked, as at other times, but there was a spear in Saul's hand, and, and Saul cast the spear, for he said, I will pin David to the wall. But he escaped from his presence twice. The spear of jealousy. See, jealousy is an unhappy or angry feeling of wanting to have what someone else has. Right? So Saul eyed him, which means means secret and uncontrollable hatred. Saul could not stand David. Sometimes sometime we are jealous of someone, of someone of what they can do and what they have, right? So, so Saul was very upset with David because people really, people really liked David. So soon as Saul got rejected from Samuel, and was rejected by, by God. He just hated everyone that came. But he especially hated David because he knew that David was going to take his crown. Right? See, sometimes jealousy gets in the way of our spiritual growth. We start looking at how nice uh, of a house someone has or nice of a car that someone has. Right? And it's just, it gets in the way. It's like, okay, so what, what, what about what you have? Right? What about what you have? So Saul was funny. He was just like, he was so jealous of David, he removed David out of his presence. <laughs> See, removing someone out of your presence, right, doesn't affect them. It affects you. Right? Because that means you're still thinking about them. You're still thinking about what they have and what you don't have and things like that. So the spear of jealousy can, can prevent us from moving forward. Right? So here, here's the thing. Here's how powerful the spirit of rejection is. The feelings of rejection led to jealousy, and jealousy um, led to sickness. So the one person that, um, the, so the very person that Saul was jealous of was the person that God used to heal him. If, you re if we just read it, right, so, uh, uh, so because Saul was had the feelings of rejection or Saul was jealous, right, it says a distressing spirit came over him. A distressing spirit came. That means he got sick, right? Something was wrong with him. And so David, once again, had to come in and play the harp, right, to heal Saul. So the very person he was jealous of was the person that God used to heal him. So maybe, just maybe, God is using that person to get a hold of you. 
God doesn't want you to be jealous of them, right? But God wants to do a work in you. And maybe God will use that person to help you, right? Because maybe David could have helped Saul, but he rejected him because he, and he was jealous of him. Oh, man. Oh, man. I would stay on that for a little bit, but I got to keep moving. I got to keep moving. Right? So how should we respond to others' possessions or success instead of being filled with jealousy? First Thessalonians said, 5.18 says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Amen. And so he's saying that be thankful for what you have. Be thankful for his will for your life. So that means if I am jealous of what you have, I forfeit God's will for my life. But if I celebrate you, if I, if I am thankful for what I have and I celebrate you, I receive God's will for, for my life. And this is the match. So we can just celebrate each other's blessings. I love when God blesses you, right? It blesses me when God blesses you because I see you blessed and you're walking in God's purpose in your life and you're blessed. And I know because you're blessed, other people's going to be blessed because you are a blessed man and you love God and you, you, you chase after his heart. So I know, so I celebrate other people's success. If God blesses you, I am so thankful because I am so thankful for what God's given me. Because I remember where I came from. And every step that I take gets better. Do I have to deal with some adversity? Do I have to deal with the saws in, in, in my life? Yes, but you know, it's getting better. It's getting better. Every year is getting better. I feel like every month is getting better. I feel like this church is on the uh, very edge of, of, of walking into a promise that God has placed on this church. God is saying to us, keep moving forward. Why? It's because what's in front of you is better than what's behind you. And you have to believe that. You have to believe that. Don't be jealous what you see other people getting blessed. Be like, okay, here comes my turn. I know my blessings are coming. I see you getting blessed. That be, Especially if you are in this church, right? Because there are blessings attached to every one of you. So when you start seeing someone else get blessed, be like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. My blessings is coming. I am so thankful that Ben got blessed. I'm so thankful that Edith got blessed. Here comes my blessings because we're all attached to the promise of God. We're all attached to God's will for this church. What's in front of you is better than what's behind you. Somebody give them some praise. I'm not going to let anyone steal my blessings. I bind the spirit of jealousy right now in the name of Jesus. 
I reject rejection right now in Jesus' name. It has no place. When you have the spirit of God in you, none of that stuff has any room. It has no room to grow. It has no room to live. Get more Jesus. That's why David kept chasing after his heart. I need to chase after his heart because it's so I won't allow this other stuff to take root in my, my spirit. Keep chasing after him. If you are jealous for someone, be like, okay, God, I'm, I'm coming to you. I'm going to keep coming to you because I know you have something for me. Let me just bless them. I feel the spirit, the spirit, the spirit of jealousy over me. I'm going to release that and ask, Lord God, to give me your will, not what I want. I want your will. Yeah. Come on. Come on, praise him. Come on. Just keep praying. Something's better coming. See, when your David rises, right, your Saul must fall. That means when you start taking courage. That means when you start walking in faith, right, when your David rises, your Saul will die. Your Saul will die. You have to take out the Saul in your life. Hallelujah. So, what, what did David do? Why was, why was David able to move forward? We know why Saul wasn't able to move forward, right? And there were much other reasons why Saul couldn't move forward. But why, why David was, you know, was he able to move forward? What it says in this text, it says, David behaved wisely in all of his ways. And God was with him. 1 Samuel 18, 12. It says, now Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was what? With him. But he departed from Saul. Therefore, Saul removed him from his presence and made him his captain over a thousand. And he went out and came and before the people. And David behaved wisely in all of his ways. And, and the Lord was with him. Therefore, Saul saw that he behaved wisely. And he was afraid of him. So there is a pattern here, right? So that means wherever Saul placed David, every time Saul chased him or tried to kill him, he saw that David behaved wisely in all of his ways. So when he was around each army that uh, uh, Saul placed him over, he behaved wisely in all his ways. So what did Saul see in David? So the one thing I know that Saul despised David because he failed at what David was succeeding at. Saul failed at what David was succeeding at. Remember, it says the Spirit of God departed from Saul. 
But he saw that David behaved wisely in all of his ways, and, and, and God was with him. But that is something Saul failed at. <laughs> so what else did he see? So he saw David's walk with the Lord. He saw how he walked with the Lord. Right? It was a walk of integrity. Right? His, David's life was not hypocritical. You can say whatever you want about David. His life was not hypocritical. He didn't behave one way in public and another way in private. Amen? Because David, David was a king, but he was a worshiper first. <laughs> Intimate worship with God. Right? David always worshiped. He carried himself wisely among all who knew him in every situation. He was a man of integrity. He was a man of integrity. Integrity is not measured by what you do in public. It's measured by what you do in private. Because that's who you really are. It's in private. When you go home today, during the week, right, what you do in private is who you really are. If you don't worship God in private, it's just a public worship. <laughs> right? But if you worship God in private, that means you win battles in private and you win battles in public. So I know I, I meet the nicest people sometimes. Sometimes you meet the nicest people, right, at church. And then you hear that they're the worst person at their job and the worst person at their house. How does that happen? Like you were so, you're so nice. Right? But then I hear all these things about you. Right? What, what your family say. <laughs> what your co-workers say. Right? That's who you really are. It's not enough to act right when you're at church. God wants us to act right all throughout the week. This is just encouragement for all of us. We get together and we worship God together. But the real battle Right? The real walk is when we walk out of here. That's where the walk begins is how you carry yourself. We have to be people of integrity. That's how David was. That's why we know all his business, all his failures and success and everything. Right? But we watch David get back up. I mean, we, I mean, we, we know all his business, dancing, naked. It's like, <laughs> like he didn't hold anything back. <laughs> Come back, Holy Spirit, come back. <laughs> but David walked with intimacy, right? Because God was with him. God was with him. You cannot resist the enemy if you act just like him. That's a word. That's a word. That's a word. It's very difficult. But see, when Saul saw that God was in David, he was what? He was afraid of them. So we need to scare some demons, right? And, and it's okay to scare someone else. 
that who's trying to come at you a certain way. That's not a part of God's plan, right? So we need to scare them. They need to see that you have Jesus in you, right? Oh, you want to mess with me? Right? I give you a little of this Jesus stuff. I know about the laying of the hands ministry. That still exists in church. I got a praise for you. Right? So people need to see Jesus in us. Right? We're trying to deal with spiritual battles. We're trying to steal. We're trying to deal with um, um, uh, conflicts and things like that in our, in our family. But we need God in us to do those things. Otherwise, nothing else will make any sense. Right? So Saul saw that David walked with influence. People loved David. That means they wanted to follow him. They wanted to follow him. It showed how when he came back from battle and they were singing him a, a song, a victory chair. They was happy. They wanted to follow David. Right? So Saul was the king over Israel and David was but a youth. And he saw, and yet Saul feared David. It wasn't because of David's physical stature. It wasn't because he defeated Goliath. It was because he had the presence of God in him. See, Saul knew that David was different. He knew that he was different. That's why he was jealous of him and he rejected him. Maybe because he rejected him because he reminded him of God. He reminded him of God because the Bible says that David behaved wisely in all of his ways. So when your David rises, your, your Saul must die. Is when you take authority, when you start walking in Christ, when you start walking in integrity, when you start walking with the presence of God in you, Saul must die. The enemy doesn't have a chance. The enemy, you will start winning spiritual battles. Amen? Your Saul must die. Rise, David. Rise. What about that giant killer you have in you? See, your next season is going to be great, right? God is saying that you have the giant killer in you. You have the spirit of David in you. You have the giant killer in you. Rise, David. Rise up and take what I have for you. Slay the giant. Overcome the saw in your life. Do not, listen, move every obstacle that's in your way. Keep moving forward. Rise, David. Rise, a giant killer. Rise and take authority over every aspect of your life. Anoint your home because the presence of God is here. The Lord will say, while you're in my house worshiping, I'm at your house working. 
Rise, David, rise. You're a giant killer. You're a giant killer. Overcome. Kill some giants, but overcome some of those saw. If you are, uh, have the feelings of depression right now, overcome it. Overcome it. You overcome it by the blood. Well, you are a child of God, right? So that means you have been adopted in his family. That means his blood runs through your veins. Stand up, child of God. Stand up, children of God. Stand up. Take authority over your life. I've given you the power to slay the giant, and I've given you the power to overcome the saw in your life. Come on and stand with me. We hope this message was impactful to you. If you would like to hear more, please remember to subscribe. For more information, you can visit our pages on both Facebook and Instagram. God bless you, and have a great rest of the week.